Welcome back to season two, episode one of Fiverr Territory Podcast. Uh, long, long, uh, long, long overdue, yeah. but at the same time, maybe just right yep. to jump back into uh, into the podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host, Woody, and with me is Dave. Dave, how are we doing? We're, we're doing good. We're going to chalk up the little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we, we took a little hiatus. There's been some... Uh, Recent additions, you might hear them in the background and hear me sprinting up the stairs just to shove a pacifier in the mouth. Uh, but yeah, we're back and we are on the eve. We should we should be very upfront and say that the date is October 1st, 2019, and the Twins are still playing baseball. This is true. Division, Central Division champion is Twins. 2019 Central Division champion Minnesota Twins with a record of 101 wins, one win short of the winningest seat, winning, winning most, winningest, the, the most winningest, I most, don't know. The, yeah, most one win short of being, uh, record wise, one of the best twins, the best, tied for the best twins finish of all time. Uh, this is a this is a team that we've. Began the season thinking back a little bit that we were cautiously optimistic about contending for True. a title. Uh, we were cautious, cautiously optimistic during the first half of the season about contending for the title. Then we got really optimistic about <laughs> that title. Then we got a little scared. I'm thinking maybe mid-August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that when things got a little hairy? Yeah. Cleveland caught up got to down, us. Got down to like a game and a half or something like that? I think it was like a half game or we went into a Monday yeah. tied up with Cleveland. <sighs> And that, we'll have to double check. That might have been like late August, early August, early August, mid August, somewhere around in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this team just continued to win the games that it needed to, oh, man. and got themselves in a situation where we are going to be able to paste at the very least one of those wonderful <laughs> AL Central Division title banners on left or right field. Where do they hide? I think they're way up on top. I think it's left left field. I think it's like above above, that like Budweiser deck. Yeah. Like to the, to the right. If you're looking out from like behind home plate at the Budweiser roof deck, which I'm sorry, I love Budweiser. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there. Overrated up there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're way up. Yeah. Yeah. But to the, to the right (laughs) of that, we got all the, uh, the pennants, and, and there's, fluttering in the breeze there, the yeah. October breeze we might add. <laughs> and usually there's a bu- a big gap in between, like a, a spur of, of pennants up there. But uh, no, it's it's a good feeling to be in October yeah. and not talking about, oh man, I can't wait to watch so and so pitch or play for so and so, and maybe talk about maybe getting them. It's no, now, no. hey, how do we beat these guys? I, I would also contend it's almost it's so much better to be sitting here, and we're just looking back. 2017 was like holy crap, we're in the playoffs, I guess we're in a wild card game. Uh, this is a very different feeling. Oh yeah, having a full series ahead of us. This is something we have not had since 2010, I believe. It's almost a decade since we've had a Man. real playoff series ahead of us. So we do, uh, and we won the division in ten, right? Mm-hmm. That was the first yep. year at Target first Field. First year at Target Field. So we are heading out to New York on Friday afternoon. 6.07 is the start yeah. time for game one of the ALDS. Yes. They'll play right away again on Saturday. I believe it's like a 4 o'clock game. Yeah, it's like that weird day game-ish thing. And yeah. then back here mm-hmm. at Fort Target Field, uh, which really Thanks. hasn't been a fortress for this team. <laughs> this is like the best road team in baseball, I believe, as well, oh, uh, for game three. Monday evening? I believe it's Monday, Tuesday. is three and four. So... Uh, so We'll obviously start looking to see if we can weasel our ways into that. Uh, but in the meantime, we are we're sitting here just celebrating this baseball team and the fact that we have playoff baseball back in the Twin Cities oh. here with a team that I, I fell in love with several parts of this. Oh, yeah, and just there's so many things that I like about this club. So many things to be positive about the future and. 
I appreciate that, but I think one of the biggest things I'd like to get out there is that as fans, we need to fully embrace this team, fully embrace this this upcoming series against New York, and just take a moment to applaud this team and the fact that we're here and for all the reasons that this team won that wonderful AL Central divisional title over a Cleveland team that won won 93 games, yeah, I believe. St- yeah, still won a ton of games and weren't really out of it until... I mean, we all kind of saw it coming, but technically weren't out of it nope. until maybe like a week or two and ago. There, there was a little bit of breath <clears throat> holding this last stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just, I know that there's going to be some people talking about uh, how the Twins line up for next season. Um, I would just like to get on the record and say that I think this team is deserving of every single pl- the applause of a really good baseball team. There's a lot of good clubs out there right now yep. in this postseason. We're one of them. We need to lean into that. We need to embrace that, and we need to celebrate that. And we can get into that more about what's to celebrate about this team and the manager that got them here and the guys that accomplished everything that they did this year, which was teasing it a little bit, but record-setting, record-breaking, and probably record-setting for a long time. <laughs> we hope so, you know, until they come out with the 2020 edition of the Juice Baseball and then uh, someone like the, I don't know, Name a random team because we shouldn't have hit because it'd be very fair. We shouldn't have set the home run run record. Okay, Who's we should pick up Edwin Arnincarnacion on his path to seventy eight. Is, Hobie, is Jose Batista still there? Can he still like put a bat on a ball? Because apparently Jared that's Vance all he needs. You can pick up Eric Thames as well, and he might hit. Like maybe one, like next year, that's hand. all we do. And like especially if like we do well this year and uh, free agency, if it doesn't go well. Um, then we just start reaching out to 35-year-old plus guys who can just bomb the ball. The only thing I heard earlier was that the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manafort. Manfield? Manafort? Manafort? Manafort's uh, connected to the uh, allegations surrounding our uh, president. Uh, Manfred. Manfred. <laughs> Excuse us. Uh, <laughs> all I remember somebody saying, hearsay a little bit, but they said they were going to address the baseball in the offseason here. So so we might be back. We might, we might have set a record, in which case... We would talk about we could have tied the wins record. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have the home run record, <laughs> knowing that we have a division title locked up. Like once we locked that up, it was all about can we beat the Yankees in home runs? And we did, and that was one where all of a sudden we looked up, and this team has been crushing the ball all oh, yeah. year long. I felt there was might be a, a slight dip in home run production in August yeah. in, into September for us. Uh, as the call-up started to play a little bit more, an injury bug continued to nip at the heels here. Please be healthy, Max Kepler. Uh, because we looked, we all of a sudden looked up, and the Yankees were two or three home runs back, yeah, like it was mid-September. Yeah. And it was like, holy crap, of course the Yankees will come out of nowhere and hit more bombs than this Twins team. Came down to the last day. Did Jake Cave hit the final home I run? It was of the Jason Twins? Castro. Might have been Castro. Yeah, Cave, I think, hit it to walk in the tie that we knew at the time. Yep. And then I believe it was Castro put it over. Who hit number 307. Quick math, too. 307 divided by 162 is (laughs) 1.895 per game. Per game. Basically two. Uh, And I think out of that, we had hit, uh, I believe... Two grand slams all season long. I, yeah, it, it, it's a nut stat. Yeah. <laughs> it was like every single time this team got the bases loaded, you knew that this ball was definitely yes. staying in the park, whereas at any other moment the ball was leaving. <laughs> uh, we have not only 307 home runs, the most home runs ever hit by a major league baseball club in this regular season, but also we have more dudes that have hit 30 home runs than any other team. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's impressive. It's one of those things where we talk about, you know, like you think back to previous episodes where it's like, hey, th- can we get above 225? Yeah. And then... That, how, was, our, that was our number yeah. way back when. Yeah. And we, and we both were like, we think so. But like we were not like 100% in that. And then it got to a point in like June where it's like, screw 225. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like, what, 268 or something? It was like, this is important. And then we just beat 268. And like, yep. Can we get to three? Like, we, this is nuts. It would be worth looking up to see how many teams beat 268. or Because I think the Yankees going into the series, teasing it a little bit, they have 306 home runs on their squad. We yep. have 307. So that's 600 and quick math, 13 home runs hit by two clubs going into the ALDS. Like, yeah. that, that's incredible. It, and then I'm sure that's nuts. as many home runs as the Twins teams the mid-2000s hit over five years. 
it which is pro- very probably true um late 90s maybe <laughs> the uh let's let's take a look we got we got it pulled up here so um teams that hit that would have let's say set the record which is 267 teams that would have set the record this year if we didn't or the or whatever if they were the only team we have the twins at 307 Dodgers Yankees Astros Cubs would have missed it by one A's would have tied it Oh, hold on. Did I say Brewers 67? Brewers got to be on that list too, right? Uh, my said 67. Okay, I take that back. Cubs have missed about 11. Short them a little bit. Uh, how'd the Brewers do? I think that was the only I way that was it. Brewers that was kind of runs it. this year. But. Yeah, okay. And the rest were, yep, short of that. But either way, so we still would have had, I mean, one, two, three, four teams set the record this year. Yeah. And we had one team that would have missed it by like 11. The other team misses it by like 10. Like that's that's absurd. Yeah. Like, how... What what kind of what baffles me about this, and this is where it might I, I think it's more to the ball itself being at issue is is how many guys hit thirty home runs, how many guys hit forty, mm-hmm. and there's one dude who hit fifty bombs. Yeah, and it's just it's interesting to think about that when you have Bonds' season, McGuire, Sosa out there. Yep, and those those steroid years. Yeah, as compared to well, now, allegedly steroids. Allegedly years. steroids, as as compared to this year where it's just it's across the board. Production wise, and it might have to go with a little bit of the swing too. Yeah, I just, I just, and off of that, that, that fifty home run, Pete Alonso hits fifty three this season, rookie season, which is one of my favorite stories of the season. Not only because it's with the Mets, and I always hope the best for the Mets, uh, but also that his two thousand nineteen tops Chrome uh, refractor <laughs> card is sitting upstairs. So uh, always great, always great. Edition. That's a little bit of an investment there. Uh, two thousand seventeen. The Yankees and Marlins had John, um, Stanton hit 59, okay. Judge hit 52, Chris Davis hit oh, 53 yeah. back in 2013. Okay, We've mentioned Joey Bats already. He hit 54 in 2010, and Prince Fielder and Alex Rodriguez both were in that 50 home run club in yep. 2007, 54, and 50. So it's, and I guess maybe, maybe the other thing to look into would be how many 40 home run guys this season and just how it compares to previous seasons. So this idea that... We've had in baseball these blips where guys have had monster seasons. Oh, yeah. And we definitely have those big asterisks next to those names. But this year, we don't... Or I guess baseball hasn't been dogged by that as much. Yeah. Which... Which, I, I don't know what's better or like what's worse. I don't know if that's even the right way to frame it. Mm-hmm. How would you rather have like that one, maybe two guys get lucky in 98, right? Yep. When you have Sosa and McGuire that are just going for it and getting that 60 range. But when we start talking about like... 60 home run seasons, I think there's only been like like eight. So yeah, you had like Ruth in 27, Maris in 61. Yep. And then it's like Sosa did it three times, McGuire <laughs> did it two times, and then Bond. So it's like <clears throat> there's only five guys that have done it. Yeah. And is that better or is it better to have like the – I think we had what – off the top of my head, totally could be wrong on this, but I think we had about six to eight guys that were like in that like – 45 plus range yeah obviously Alonzo topping out at 53 but like right there in it is like is, I don't know like do you rather have a bunch there that are hitting really high 40s obviously I think you're always going to have seasons with like high 30s low 40s Suarez 49 yep uh Jorge Soler with your favorite Kansas City Royals 48 hey. uh Bellinger at 47 Trout 45 Yelich in 44 and those last mm-hmm. two guys missed big chunks at the end of the season here. yeah exactly uh, and I, I guess I think it's now there's no question about performance enhancing drugs, at least in terms of the conversation around this season. Certainly, there was a couple off the cuff mm-hmm. uh, remarks made by some Cleveland Indian players about <laughs> one starting shortstop for the Minnesota Twins. Do you remember that where they were calling out Polanco for like his production last year, or it was a low blow by yeah. a very dirty yeah. Indian club? You know what? Uh, you know, screw, uh, screw the Indians. Uh, but. That that baseball is not seemingly, I guess, from my perspective, nobody's talking about that. It's not the driving force of the conversation. It's juiced balls, yeah, or guys taking different approaches with their plate appearances, and maybe some some people being salty about mm-hmm. you know, strikeouts no longer mean what they used to mean yeah. for somebody's. You're play, you're fine if you're making those big swings and striking out a bunch. Like that's fine in this modern era of baseball. It's not, but there's not that other caveat of being like. This isn't real. Yeah, the players are. And I think cheating. Yeah, kind of exactly. That, like that's not been part of the conversation. Exactly. I guess that's where I'm. 
I'm happy that that's where baseball's kind of landed. And I think that's resonated a little bit with a lot of fans for this Twins team has been excited about, you know, like, hey, let's let's set this record. Mm-hmm. Let's hit the most home runs yeah. and let's celebrate every single one that's happened. Oh, for sure. And it's like a very un-Minnesotan fan thing to do mm-hmm. of like, I mean, I feel like that's always been like our thing we've, for whatever reason, like done before of like, if we're in situations like this, it was always like, let's get ultra conservative and like get ready for Small the ball. postseason. Yep. And this, and that's why I think this is different as we kind of transition into like the playoff talk a little bit of, <clears throat> yeah, like we did all these great things, but like we didn't slow down at the end of the year. No. It wasn't like a, you know, I, I think back to the famous, uh, what was that, the Colts in like 07 or 08 or something were like 14 and 0. And they'd locked up the first seed. And they just decided, like, you know what? We're not going to try to win these two games. Undefeated doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. we want to be healthy, blah, blah, whatever. Right? And, like, the Twins could have did that at one point. They could have been like, listen. The like, last week. Yeah. We got we got to get eyes healthy, yeah. whatever. And granted, maybe the it might bite us, like uh, Arias getting hurt with the ankle <laughs> thing, which was, wasn't as bad as people thought. But, like, again, now it's, like, you know, a question. And that's why you don't. But, you know, I think it's just it's just a different mentality going in and it just makes you feel better about it and it's not necessarily the last game of the season but snow was in the lineup that day uh yeah definitely not the last game but i'm trying to find back and just look because i know cruz played in game 161 Mm -hmm. and went two for four with a bomb yeah uh rosario played garver played i mean this this team's been banged up and we'll talk a little bit more about that but yeah there there wasn't ever there was never kind of like a taking a foot off the gas. And I think it's just all been, and I think part of that is, this can be a larger point, how Rocco manages the club yeah. and how this team approaches, like giving guys rest, getting guys their cuts, getting them in when they need to. So I think that's more about how this front office and this manager manages the club. That that was never kind of like, that's not how they do it. They've, they work in rest all throughout the season. They took care of Cruz early on. Yeah. Remember, he's been banged up yeah. all season. But now is kind of where we need him to be. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it was, and they're not going to come out and say they were going for the home run record. Like that's not this club's style at all. They're mm-hmm. more just like, hey, we're just focused on today yep. in the present. But like you said, they, they played the whole season through, even for a last week where games in Detroit and Kansas City <laughs> that you didn't necessarily need to trot out that whole starting any starters but baseball is also funky with rosters that you got to put nine guys out there but. yeah no that's very true i think kind of looking at how where we're at right now in in, in a little bit different as brian dozier just beats out a uh, poorly thrown ball by mike moustakis to first base we have game uh, one of the wild card on in the background it's a 3-1 brewers holding on <laughs> to an early lead it's bottom, uh, bottom five here dc in the nation's capital uh, the uh god i hate dozier <laughs> the <clears throat> as I kind of watched this too, which is kind of funny, a, a little bit of, as we watch Max Scherzer here, which is something that maybe I want to start with in terms of where everyone I think is starting with, uh, with this Twins uh, mm. starting rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't make that move at the deadline. Nope. Uh, we didn't yeah. go and, and move a Royce Lewis, which, by the way, Scherzer, a name that was mentioned of, hey, maybe they'd be there's some interest there of has to be a top prospect. A lot of people were saying any guy we went after. Uh, in July, they were saying we need both Kirov uh, and Lewis plus something, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which might have been too high. But in case you're wondering what Royce Lewis' stats were this year in 2019 combined, uh, he batted a whopping 236. Mm-hmm. He did manage uh, 12 home runs. It's pretty solid. A nice 49 RBI and uh, 22 stolen bases while getting caught 10 times. So that's what we're you know looking at. And granted, yeah, it's tough to like judge minor league stats and how they're going to compare to you know major league stuff or whatever. But it's not like – I guess that's kind of the question I have for you of do you <clears throat> like the idea still of we did all this, you know, arguably a couple games behind getting, you know, home field for the ALDS. I don't think we're ever going to catch the Astros. I'm not going to be you – know, but we only finished like a game or two behind the Yankees. Um, is it better? Do we like our position better not having that one guy who – has dominated baseball in some department, you know, yeah. in general? Or do we like kind of having, you know, Lewis and Kirilov in the future that in might the be okay? The position that I like to take is, yes, you certainly 
think the Astros are in a better position because they can trot out Verlander, because they can trot out Garrett Cole, because oh, they can trot out Zach Greinke. Uh, but that's great. Like that's their strength. Mm-hmm. Our strength is we hit more home runs than any <laughs> other team in baseball. And I guess that this this gets to my kind of like you don't have to apologize for that. You don't have to try to go back and kind of second guess yourself about what did we do wrong. What did we we put together a hundred and one win team yeah. that hit more home runs than any team in baseball. Yeah, God, it, it, that that's what this team's this is what this team's is about. That's what this team is about going into this ALDC ALDS series, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm, and it's not a complete answer to your kind of like should they have done more. What could they have done? Do they need to second-guess themselves? Mm-hmm. What do they need to address in the offseason? It's kind of like, that's all out there. That's valid. We could talk about that. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is that this club won 101 games. They have more home runs than anything, and they have a bullpen that stepped up and got them here. And that is what I find to be the secret thing to be really excited about for this Twins team. If you're kind of a national pundit talking about the – Postseason as it's shaping up, you got again the Astros got this trio of power arms, if not power arms, at least veteran pitchers who wow you. The Yankees club home runs, the Twins club home runs. Uh, A's are <laughs> the A's and the Braves <laughs> are both just like the models of, of fielding other wild card teams, and then just maybe something will happen. But the sneaky part about all that that it might be missed by some of those is how good this Twins bullpen has been yeah. when we've needed to, them to be in huge spots and all throughout August and September. And that's where kind of that idea about first-half MVP, second-half MVP that we were talking about is like, I would just like to hand an MVP award to this Twins bullpen yeah. for this second half, especially these last two months since they yeah. fended off Cleveland's late surge. They put this team in this position to win the division and also could be one of the best weapons they have going into this series against the New York Yankees. Yeah, no, and I and I kind of to to double down on the on the I don't mind us actually sitting holding tight on the pitching thing because I think people also got to remember too in July it's so tough cuz they didn't have that August waiver period this year. Yeah. It was like the first year of that. So no one really understood how that was going to work and I think that the prices what we're being asked for were astronomical for that reason, and <clears throat> mm-hmm. you couldn't do that yep. because you look at the core of this team. There's gonna be some decisions, which we'll get to a later later episodes here in season two. But like, you know, there are some questions of what we're gonna have to do. Kind of being a team that's still, you know, a, a mid market team, mm-hmm. and how do you do that? And some of that is about not just going and throwing everything at a Scherzer or a Greinke, even mm-hmm. though it's 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 super attractive to do that in in July, but a little bit fast forwarding though. Granted, being a bit assumptuous if we do happen to get past the Yankees, I'm not super scared of anyone like on because of our strength versus strength, right? Yep. yep. Verlander yep. has given up the third most home runs as a starting pitcher, right? I think home runs per nine. Granky is like seventh. Yep. And then Garrett Cole doesn't qualify for those yet because there's enough guys that eke him out. I don't know where he sits, but he's given up 29 this year. Yeah. And granted, I just assume any pit game Garrett Cole is going to pitch against us is going to be a win for the for Houston. Which you know that's fine. We don't need to. We don't, we don't need to beat all. Of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He might. He's gonna. Yeah. So no, probably gonna give you four of them. And so. I think the other Twins fans in these conversations they're having like back and forth could say, "Hey, we also we beat Verlander." Mm-hmm. That was that series against Houston where we're kind of like, "Wait, we're a good yeah. club. We yeah. beat Verlander." And I, who threw like seven solid innings? Was that a Orizi start might where we went? They went like toe for toe in Houston against. Against the Astros, and we were kind of like, wait, what? We're, we just beat Verlander? And it might have been like a one nothing game, but I know we have had success against these guys. And again, it, I like that statement you made, power versus power. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the flip kind of side of the coin we probably should address is they also hit a bunch of home runs, and their lineup is really fucking filthy. Uh, and, and they pay their players to stay. And they stay. pay their players to stay there and build something. Oh, man. And have built something out of that core. And they get to go up against Barrios, Odorizzi, mm-hmm. and then hopefully our bullpen. <laughs> that's, that, and that's where I'm just kind of yeah. like, this, this, these games, especially against the Yanks, uh, you know, starting pitching, we'll see what we can get out of Barrios. We'll see what we can get out of Odorizzi. But I mm-hmm. got to think there's a short, quick hook, and they're going to be ready to roll with yeah. Duffy as soon as possible, yeah. with uh, Trevor May, with. Romo, and then mm-hmm. with with 
the guy that I've loved this whole entire season who deserves a huge, huge applaud is Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's four solid arms out of the pen that they trust that they'll go with. And then we've gotten some great pitching from the likes of Dobnik and all these other guys that <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere starting in June to give us options and piece this thing together. So I am interested to see kind of what we do with our number three, like our third game, which will be the first yep. home game here yep. and kind of how do we're going to save Odorizzi for that. Here's what I'm or you just it, you got I because uh, the other the other thing throwing it out there and th- this is so we're let's yep. let's get on it because this we can dive into it. Barrios has got to start game one. Yep, he's your ace. He's yep. the guy, and you're just gonna kind of be like, you just go with hey, it. We know, we know he's got the stuff. He's had the stuff in the past. He's also been in this exact situation, right? We started him in 2017 against the Yanks, <laughs> and he quickly got bombed. So there's <laughs> so that, some, that might be the one. Yeah, yeah. there there's some. I don't know. And then game two that Saturday afternoon. Yankee State Stadium is supposedly a pitcher-friendly space for left-handed pitchers, which, heaven forbid, then we might see our team Perez <laughs> trotting out there with Lewis Thorpe waiting. Yes. You know, just to get you, hey, Martin, get us through the lineup once, surrendering only two runs. Thorpe, come on in, give us another three innings, and then we'll see where we, if we can get, not three, maybe two innings out of Thorpe and just see if you can get it that way. And then that leaves game three with Odorizzi and game four, bullpen game. Or maybe you save Odorizzi for game four if you need him. You got to throw Odorizzi, I guess. You got to throw Barrios. You got to throw Odorizzi. So what's that mean for that game two or game three start, right? I think you go, and I don't know how much you can do with this and and kind of where our guys are at. I think if we somehow manage a game one win with Barrios, I think you throw Perez game two. Because you go with the, you start maybe giving more into the analytics and less on the kind of eye test of stuff yeah. and yeah and, yeah and and you go with that and your best guy throw yeah because you can also do a kind of a, a unique thing too where for whatever reason like Gibson hasn't been like a six seven inning guy lately and you know he, it's not to say he can't throw hundred pitches mm-hmm. but is it better to go like Perez for three Gibson for three bullpen for three. And yeah, you're burning some yeah. arms, but like in a unique way of like Yankees don't really get to see the same guy more than twice, yeah. and you get to be a little more specific. Not even three, just to be like, Perez, <clears throat> get us through the top half of the lineup. Yeah. Get us through two innings. Gibby, get us through two innings. Thorpe, come in, give us two innings. Yeah. You know, that, just however we need to piece that thing together. And just just have a game too where it's like, especially if we're up one nothing, where it's like we're playing with house money in, in all reality. Let's just like. See if we can kind of mess with them, Jesus. you know, in a weird way. And you got, and here's the thing: you got the manager who's willing to do it. Yep. You got the the front office who I think is fully supporting this. Of like, listen, we thought we were gonna do okay this year, right? If you talk about like even betting, like I think Vegas was like eighty four and a half was the line. Yep, we didn't think it was hundred one. So whatever you're doing is like worth at least twelve more wins somewhere this year. Yeah, right. You can say players are gonna overachieve in general, but like there is a ten to twelve wins. Boosted by just Rocco being the manager. Manager so like, of the year. Hands down, has to be. It has to be, right? It has to be. First year, never had any kind of Takes close. this team, this yeah. team. And turns them into the, the number one team in home runs. Yeah. Like three, four yeah. games out of the, the best record in baseball. Like, it has to be manager of the year. So, we're going, game one kind of is like, you gotta you gotta make this a competitive game. And yeah. that's that's easy to say. <coughs> and it's, it's hyperbolic to an extent. Mm-hmm. But... Man, if we can if we can draw some blood in game one and make that thing, yeah. it's game one's a if there's any situation where you've got a lead or it's a close game and those mid to even mid innings, fifth inning, sixth inning, then I then I throw the kitchen sink at them in terms of the arms that we've yeah. that have gotten us here with that bullpen. So I think you weaponize the bullpen game one. Gotta hope that Barrios can get us through that lineup and yep. get some get some results. Yeah. And then hope that our lineup can get to, I believe, uh, the kid that they brought over from the Mariners, Paxton, is starting game yep. one. Yeah. And that's that's like def- that's that's yeah, set. I think they've been setting that up for a while. Yeah. And, and they have the the younger kid starting game two. I can't recall. He's won eighteen games or so this season, but he's not been unhittable. Mm-hmm. And so this this Yankees team, and I was just thinking about, I love those old uh, breaking down the intangible. Who has the edge? Uh, so hitting, who has the edge in this game? I think a lot of national pundits or baseball people out there might say 
the Yankees just because they're a little healthier sure. uh, than the Twins are because they've got Judge back and there's that kind of they've got that nod. But I, the Twins are right there with them. That that one's almost a push for me. I mean, just on the face value of 306 and 307 home runs with Cruz, with Rosario, Kep's back, mm-hmm. Garver's going to be in there. Yeah. You know, Sano's been mashing the ball. That's that's five guys right there that you don't want to pitch to at all. And the yeah. Yankees have the same thing. Torres has, for some freaking reason, get Glaber Torres has, what, 39 home runs this yeah. season? He's, he leads the Yanks yeah. in home runs. Which, don't get me wrong. Like, we had plenty of guys that also had seasons yeah. like that, too. Yeah. So you got you got to counterfactor that. But, in but I bit, think, but. like, the matchup's a push. Starters, man, even none of the Yankees, like, let's pull up let's pull up their 2019 starting pitching doesn't blow you out of the water. They I'm looking at right now. there. And they're 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 uh, the kid that has the most wins for them. Which again wins is missing staff. Which is start with that, right? Uh, he's not pitching because he's on the exempt list right now. He's done. Herman is like not going to pitch oh, in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, he can't pitch. There like and there's like talk of like he's might not ever pitch again. So like he's he's out. So we go Paxton, and then they got to throw like Hap. Tanaka, Sabathia, like that's it. I'll take all three of those oh, guys. Oh, please. And like specifically, like give me CC Sabathia on the road, which I think is what they're going to do. They're going to go, let's go with the veteran, the 38 year old, whatever. They did the whole like you pitched your last game in Yankee Stadium thing when his yep. last home game or whatever. Yep. Mom threw out the first pitch and stuff, but it's like, I think they're going to end up going because I think J.A. Happ, they're pretty like. Wow, I didn't know that Herman was. Yeah. But Paxton has a 382 ERA. He's only started 29 games. They don't have a guy that started more than 31 this year. Granted, Tanaka's pitched 182 innings. Um, all of them have given up 20-plus home runs. Uh, Paxton's a decent amount of strikeouts, 186, but the rest of them are 150 or lower. Yeah. So it's against – it's not like a – you look at that, and then they've got names in their bullpen. Don't that's, get me wrong. That's what I was but just But they're gonna... just names this year. They're yep. not like yep. a uh, – you know, it's, it, it just feels like in spots they're beatable. And that's kind of what you got to do of like, okay, Britain and Ottavano, yeah, they pitch pretty well. But like, Chapman's 31, and he's, this is that point where it's like, I think he's always going to be able to throw 99 to 101. Like, even when he's 38, it's probably going to happen, right? But he's got to be able to like have that other like deadly, devastating pitch that's like, which he just hasn't ever proven to have. Baseball's crazy because there's, I mean, Gratterall too. We haven't we haven't mentioned yeah. the other weapon that you can, you know, I think Baldelli loves that term, like weapon in the arm or arm and that's weapon. Yep. Like Gratterall throws that hard, but he's got some he's got some funk to that slider that he has too. Chapman, oh, yeah. not the same. I mean, there's guys out there throwing that hard all across the league now. Like the league has tended that way. So you're kind of like, all right, I'll take Nelson Cruz up against Chapman in a close game. In a game mm-hmm. that matters, like yeah. give me that matchup, and I'm gonna <laughs> put my money on Nelson Cruz. Yeah, in that scenario. And honestly, too, like you think of like those Yankee teams that win World Series or compete for them, or even make it to the World yeah. Series. Yeah, they're always the story, right? And this year they could have been. Don't get me wrong. You kind of go through that that roster, and you have the pitching, which I didn't really ever feel like was gonna be there. Like, it was always questions of like, mm-hmm. is Paxton the guy? Can Tanaka keep it together for a year? Is Herman who we think he is, which he was, but then he goes off and gets himself suspended. So it's like, okay, so you don't have that going. And then you go into the, like the, you know, you go more into like their uh their lineup and you're like, you assume that they're gonna have just this like lineup that's been like crushing it all year. But then you go in there and it's like, well, like Aaron Hicks hasn't played the full year. Uh They've had like an un- absurd amount yep. of third baseman. I think that was yep. the position they've had yep. this year, where it's like that's just been like a swinging revolving door. Uh, their best player has been DJ Lemayhu, who it's like that's not a Yankee winning team, and no. I feel like that is a little bit something where if you look at this Twins roster, this isn't a Twins like bow down team. No, right? No. It's not like we're throwing it, Shannon Stewart out there as our leadoff hitter and hoping that like Rick Reed can hold it together for us. It's and, very and different. That 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 bit about this is not your your. Our younger selves, twins. Because I was going to say your dads, because yeah. that doesn't matter anymore. Like this is not your young, our younger selves, mid two thousands twins team. This is a team that all season long said like we got this, we're going to take care of this. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of this comes down from Nelson Cruz and Beldelli. It seems like Cruz yeah. has a locker presence, if you want to say that. Oh sure. Like Sano was like, here's my arm. Once you fit yourself right underneath my yeah. wing, we're going to do this thing together. Uh, when Cleveland came knocking, they did not. Sweated it all. They just took it in stride. Yep. And they they finished this thing out. They won the division, and they've, they've done it in this different kind of approach mm-hmm. than we've seen in past years. And maybe that's just garden hire or kind of 
they're not concerned about playing the Yankees. Yes. Now the fan base definitely is. The fan base knows that the history. fan base you has the memory. You but can't this erase this, but this team does yes. not. That only goes so far because if this team doesn't, then it becomes yeah. part of that memory yeah. too. <laughs> but up to this point, that's not been the issue for them. Not at all. And it's like, and again, it's it's one of those things of yeah, they won a lot of games, <clears throat> and you know, credit where credit's due. Aaron Boone, I think, has done a really good job, and I think there's that like allure of <clears throat> these guys that were. You know, really good ball players in the late '90s, early to mid 2000s that are becoming GMs now, or not GMs, co- you know, managers now. Baldelli's kind of part of that group in yeah. a weird way. Now, Baldelli didn't have the career that like an Aaron Boone had with the moment, or you think of even like uh, Alex Cora with yeah. the, you know the Red Sox and Cora. I think played like 13 to 15 seasons in the big leagues. You know, Baldelli had the injury history, but there's always that like in year two, year three with these guys of this like sense, and that probably is what's gotten this Yankees team there. But again, as you look at it, it's like. Man, their their best hitter outside of like LeMahieu this year was Gio Ursula. Yeah, like that's not granted. In like three years from now, we might all be saying like, "Wow, this guy's like the great greatest third baseman of all time." <laughs> like, but like it's the first year of that, and so like that only goes so far. We talked about before before the pod uh, the 04 Cardinals. Yeah. Like that was the year that like Pools is here, but it didn't win him the World Series. It just got him there. Yeah. So you know, and I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the Yankees teams. Maybe Geo is the guy. Maybe they are transitioning more like a Luke Voigt, Gary Sanchez, uh, you know, Aaron Judge kind of core. But like other than Judge, none of these guys have really been here and played consistently high baseball. No, and then there's is in our Encarnacion healthy. Was I, he banged up too? He yeah. It, it, right now, the only guys in the DL it's telling me right now that are relevant are Hicks and Tauschman. Okay, and Herman is under domestic abuse. Yes, he's okay. gone. That yeah. was this Yankees team. They've also overcome a bunch this season too. You have to give them that credit. Like adversity wise, Stanton out for how much of this season? Judge out for how much of the year? Yeah. Like they're they're big guys that they came into and they've been able to piece it together. And they've yep. done it in a very Yankee way going out and getting your veteran players and kind of plugging those holes with them and it's worked for them because they won 103 games as yeah. well. Yeah. So you can't you can't discount it. But yeah, there's not that sense of like there's Jeter out there who you know is going to be stepping up in a yeah. big moment. We're not there's not A-Rod. Yeah. There's not and there's yeah. not Pettit and there's not Mucina in this yeah. in this rotation. All there is is like Chapman in the bullpen, and yeah. you're kind of like, I'll take my luck against this dude. Also, not a good dude. So, <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It's it's we're not the names are still names because they're wearing pinstripes, but they haven't like earned it. And I yeah. think, granted, again, we could be talking here in five weeks of how they they've earned it. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's if you kind of like sleep on, but I don't think this Twins team is a team that's gonna do that. I think they're gonna go about it and be like, you know what? Yeah, they've done. They've had success, and that's why we're playing game one in New York. Yep. But at the same time, like we are who we are, and we're not necessarily going to back down. And can we just please pull up our home and away record right now? Oh, God. Because this team, they were talking to Nelson Cruz about that today, and I think his quote could be misquoting him was, "Maybe it's just because we like staying in hotels." I mean, he's, <laughs> he looked. The guy is what thirty nine this year. Yeah. Supremely confident. Possible candidate for our season's MVP, of course. Uh, Jorge's your first half of the season MVP, I feel. And then it's it's the bullpen, like I said, yeah. that I think got us through and over the hump here, second half. But Nelson's in those conversations Nelson the entire time. probably is going to win himself, yeah, like the team overall one, just because of that stat line was so impressive. And again, the presence yeah. of like, I think without him, we talked about a little bit about this, you know, early on in the season, uh, of how like, you just get a guy who's been there before, and he's you know he is forty years old, and he that means something. And not only that, it's not like Grant. Don't get me wrong; like Jim Tomey showing up in that twenty ten season was great, and it kind of that same role we talked about too. But like Tomey wasn't the type of everyday player that Cruz is. Like Tomey, like you know, two on, and then it's a mandatory third off. Cruz just yeah. kind of played through until you know the wrist thing kind of happened, and, and yeah, yeah, there's some rest days built in there, and more than a thirty year old would have. Yeah, but. To actually see this guy go out there and then battle through the wrist. He could have easily said, you know what? The wrist, I want to play a couple more years. Uh, I'm going to get surgery. I'm going to be out. I'll see yep. you in October. He could yep. have easily done it. He's like, no, I'm going to tough it out. Now I'm going to tough it out. I'm still going to hit 40 home runs this year. Uh, he also might be a little hungry. <laughs> there is the 2010-2011 series mm. or seasons with Texas where they yeah. both times made it all the way to the series, losing both times. Yep. Those are Ron Washington teams. Believe so. Uh, and then also his year in Baltimore, 
Baltimore made it through the ALDS, ALCS in 2014. So, I mean, there's the playoff experience. Did they really? Unbelievable. Uh, also, Cruz has 16 postseason home runs <sighs> in 167 plate appearances. <laughs> One per 10, basically. <laughs> so, uh, we can we can go on about... He's the MVP of the uh, ALCS, by the way, in 2011 in that series, Texas over Detroit. Uh, or Verlander, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we've... That's how it matches up. Now, getting through that hurdle to face whoever out of the scrum versus the Strohs. Like that, that we've already said, like power versus power. Mm-hmm. So have I done enough to make a solid argument that like, don't worry about Barrios pitching. <laughs> don't worry about the fact that you're going to have to trot out yeah. Martin freaking Perez, the pumpkin himself, <laughs> incarnate at some point in time in this series. A banged up Gibby who has never been healthy. Yep. Uh, and then... You know, we can take a look at who finally makes this this roster uh, in terms of our bullpen and be like, that's that's the that's the staff that the Twins are going to throw at the Yankees, and it's like that's cool. Those guys just need to get us outs. Yeah, they can give up some runs. Just get those outs when yeah. we need them because yeah. this offense is going to get those runs as well. Oh, for sure. And you look at this, and it's like, I like Perez coming out of. The bullpen, you know, like I, I love a short, I love a short start. Yes, like yes, do whatever you need to do, stay in your rhythm, and just throw the ball as hard as possible mm-hmm. and attack. Yeah, because I'm sure the Yankees will attack. Oh, for sure, they're going to be all over it, and they're going to be want. It's it's that mindset I think of, you know, again when we talk about these younger guys that played, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and now are managers. You know what were they being told the whole time was yep. sit back, wait for your pitch. Yep. These aren't we weren't talking about Hall of Fame like players. We're talking about guys that are like you can even group in a little bit. Um, Joe Girardi and this who played in the late '90s, early 2000s kind of deal too. Yep. Of like you're not the guy, you need to help support the guy. And now they're like, hey, we played that role. Like we know like what worked and what didn't for us, mm-hmm. even though we were told to do this thing, so we did it. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's where Baldelli's gonna come in, and be like. Yo, I've been around the Longoria's, the uh, who's that? I was about to say Delman Young, but he was swapped to us. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, watching uh, game game one sixty three of the ninety or the two thousand nine season. Mm-hmm. It's available in its full extent and glory on uh, YouTube. If you need, also the Athletic did a great article about it. Uh, if you need your Delman fix, is that the uh, is that the one Gomez slides head yeah. first in the home yeah. and? Yeah. yeah, that was a, that was a great game. So I mean, like they have an approach. They your your point being that Beldelli can kind of navigate some of those waters and kind of mm-hmm. can encourage to go up there and swing. Or I think he understands how to not hold guys back. Yeah, and to okay. say you know like just go for it. Here's how you should do it, and the, the approach and the general like perspective of it. Yeah, but at some point, like just swing the bat and let's see what happens. Let's not like overthink this get up there you're my guy yeah and i felt like there was always that like with molitor even especially with guardy where it was kind of this whole like you know we're happy to be here we're really fortunate and lucky to be here let's make sure that like we don't screw this up it's that plane not to lose versus plane to win like we all like the twins have always done this thing where like we're playing not to lose and you're you're, so you're kind of doing this approach and that like that was i've always felt like the general approach approach of players like Joe Maurer's whole like BS, I'd never swing at the first pitch. So every pitcher in baseball threw like a 94 mile an hour fastball just right down the middle, knowing we can just get 0-1 on this guy, right? And I think there's like some weird stat of how many times he when he did swing on the first pitch, like how well he did, because mm-hmm. he knew what he was getting. And it's he's like, I don't want to see it. It's like, okay, but think if you had a guy who would like, no nah, man, be aggressive, just go on there swing, let's see what happens, like force the issue. And I think that's where we're getting these guys. That would be something to do great that. to see with this club is how many first first pitch home runs this team has hit. <laughs> Uh, oh man! So, with with all that in mind, anything else you wanted to add in terms of just before Friday? I, I think the one thing I'd like to cover is if go just position by position, mm-hmm. just kind of give us a because it's a twenty five man roster. Yep. And I just want to make sure I'm thinking about who's on, who's off. Yeah. For this roster, especially with the rise. Pull it up with uh, yeah, right. I think that's to be the big question mark of going in because I think we have until Thursday to decide. Friday morning. So we can fly guys out there, yeah, and you can, can fly just watch them out there, and then you can, and you also have guys waiting in the wing in case you need emergency. Like, because how does it work? If if you're hurt and you get swapped out, you're not allowed to get back added on, right? Something along those lines. But like, not like, but like, it's weird. 
Um, yeah, because so so the athletic you got it pulled up. They're kind of basically saying they had some weird names of like maybes though, but you got the athletic the athletic article pulled up. Yeah, it's like a weird. It's a weird format. The athletic I like some stuff they do, and then oh, of course because it's Gleeman. But yeah, um, so catchers Garver and Castro uncertain on Ostadio. I think Ostadio's and they, they to be fair they also say Ostadio's probably in if Arias is out. Yeah, and that was that's that's the one big thing. Yep. It's like. He got a spot on by running into his teammate. <laughs> uh, quick check on the Brew Crew in Washington. They still three one going into the uh, seventh year. Great, great. Yeah. So Crones. So behind the plate is that combo. This is the last time Castro will be on a Twins team, Possibly. potentially. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe get a couple more of the like you found the swing in the last game. Let's give us one more of those hey. bizarre yeah. Jason Castro. Yeah. It's it's the bottom half of the order and one down <laughs> and all of a sudden you just hit a solo home run. Like yeah, run around those bags and then let Garver mash like two in one game. Oh. So Garver Castro first is Crone, who I feel like they have uncertain for Crone. They don't know if he's going to be healthy injury wise. Okay, um, I think he's in. I think it's Crone is at first. Otherwise, it's Marwin, right? Yep. Yep. So Marwin's yeah. So Crone yeah. or Marwin, Arise or Scope. Depending. I think Scope for sure is on scope the roster. Is on the roster because Arise can give you a little yeah. bit there. Jorge and Snow. Yep. And then I think it's Arias if he's healthy. Marwin. So I think the the order of if we go assuming it's Crone, Scope, Polanco, Snow. Then the order goes, Marwin's on it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then if Crone's healthy, he's on it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you can kind of, or I already said Crone, I guess. Uh, if Arias is healthy, he's on it no matter what. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Over Asadio. Yeah. So I think the order then goes, Marwin, Arias, Asadio. Because Marwin yeah. can also yeah. play outfield. Well, it, it also, I mean, Scope is not starting at second if Arias is healthy. That's what I asked. That's what I was going to ask. Arias has to start. It's Arias, right? Then, then Scope's your, pretty much that bench role. Comes on, pinch hits, and then he goes a second, and then we figure out where else yeah. other guys need to go. Yeah. I, and then Cruz DHing, which is just kind of like there's there's a bundle because you might have to carry Cave as well. Yeah, so if you go to if we jump to outfielders here, and that's where you you start you start Marwin in the outfield. That's where Crone would be huge to Kepler's save. a go right. Kepler's a go. Okay. Yeah. Kepler in center, Cave and or uh, Gonzalez is in right, and then Eddie in left. With Cave on the bench. So basically your bench players are going to be Scope, Cave. Scope, Cave, Astadio? Astadio or Adrianza. And it's probably Adrianza is that over 26 Astadio. guy in my mind. Yeah. it's So Astadio is kind of like on the outside looking. Because it also gets tricky here too. Knowing that we only have two stars that we are very confident in throwing yep. for full yep. games. I think we don't keep more than three guys, understanding that, especially if we get even asked to deal to some extent, but Arias and, Gar- and Marwin for sure can basically play six play to seven positions. Yep. Right? Yep. Because or, then that opens up that, that key last mm-hmm. rotation guy. Yeah, because you, if you got 12, yeah, because 13 pitchers, 12 batters, I think is what we're going to go with. Yep. And that's Barrios <clears throat> and Odorizzi. And then, yep. you know what? If you're saying, like we've talked about, like you're not considering. Traditional, sure, he's going to start the game, but Perez isn't going any distance. If, so if Perez like is there Randy in the fifth Dobnak inning, it's oh. going to be the guy that you're going to be like, "Hey, Randy, give us four, give us five. Like he's more of a starter, yeah. Than, oh, yeah, than anybody else, and he's your starter <clears> for those <throat> bullpen games. Yep. And and the, I'm I'm just taking a peek here at uh, what one of the <laughs> admittedly another article in town is. There's no room for Martin Perez. If you're saying Dobnik is your third starter, Ooh. then it's Rogers, Romo, May, Duffy, Latell's been great, Gibby is on this roster, Thorpe, Gratterall, and that Cody Stasic kid who also has thrown. Yeah. Who looks like he's 18, by the way, and I really like. He might be. But that means then Perez is off, Smeltzer is off. I mean, that's there's a lot that's going to be. It's nuts how many arms came up, and then it was like, oh, we just honestly, like, we were just honestly looking for you need major league experience on top of we just need some innings eaten up yep. so we can get some guys healthy. And then it was like, that, they did really well. That's like, Latell, we that's yeah. Thorpe, that's Stashik, and that's Dobnik, and they've like pitched their way onto this onto this team. Yeah, like those those guys aren't in question. Yeah. Who's in question is Martin Perez, Kyle Gibson. <laughs> In terms of like, who do we want to carry right here? I mean, I'm looking at this right now. Because Smeltzer also, I mean, had a couple Duffy. decent starts and could be that starter I, for you. Yeah, and it's like it, I think like Smeltzer and Thorpe is going to be kind of the question because mm-hmm. you're not going to carry both. Yep. Um, I think Gibson's on. Like, 
Because if we do need a guy that can go five innings, he's like the only guy that you're kind of like, honestly, we're fine. And, and if we get to four and two thirds, we're probably in the same boat. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I, I'd love, I'd love for this still to be like the twins of the, the part of me loves the fact like you're like Gibby's the guy that's been with us for how many seasons? He's the he's the veteran mm-hmm. presence. Like gotta gotta have him on the roster. Yeah. But if if that's at the expense of somebody that can make you better. I hope this is also a front office is like, Gibby, thank you for your service, but you're going to have to sit this one out. Like, we need Craterall. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, they're not in that situation because they're kind of like, Gibby or Perez. Yeah. Like, who do we want to have? And like, Martin, sit your dumb ass down. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, he seems like a great guy and mm. all the, the things. I just, Perez seems like a guy that can give up a couple home runs very quickly at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Now, <laughs> anybody can, but he's chief suspect number one. You look at this too and you're kind of like, it's not that you lost the job; it's somebody else won the job. Yeah, and that's kind of where you go. And so I assume we got, if we go, Odorizzi, and we go Barrios. That's two. Rogers, Romo, Duffy, May, Littell, Stashak. We're at eight, so we got five spots left in pitchers. Okay, so if we go, uh, Dobnak is one, so we have four left. Gratterall, Gibson, Smeltzer, Perez. So we're leaving off Thorpe, Harper, Romero. And I, I think Thorpe's on that. And if I'd, Thorpe's I'd, on... I'd, Thorpe's then th- on, then Smelter's off. Yes. And I think, it, and yeah, you could go either Thorpe or Smelter. And I think that's, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. I like Smelter a little bit more, but at the same time, like, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, here it, we go. I, this, 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 for what Gleeman and, and uh, they had put up there, that Gonzo, Scope, Polanco, Sano for sure, and then mm-hmm. the Uncertains... That's that's gonna that's gonna shake all the way down to here, yeah. where it's kind of like, okay, if that's why do they have weird, uh, yeah, uncertain relief pitchers. I think Gratterall's a certainty. Thorpe for me is Gratterall has to be a certainty, right? He's the only guy that can like really like we want we want to change things up in the other direction. Like we want to just like screw it, go throw a hundred. Like yep. you want you don't yep. have another guy. Yep. Trevor May when he tries to do that just gives up bombs. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, we don't want you in that role right now, man. We just I, want you to be a solid guy. I would love to, to know why they have in this article uh, outfielder listed as Nelson Cruz. Because he's technically one. <laughs> you got to put him somewhere. If we go and uh, get to the World Series, I technically that would be an interesting thing because he, in a way, lost in that World Series, right? When yeah. they when they got when they had to put him out in the outfield, yeah, a couple plays happened. It's like fuck. Yeah. Like Th- that point of Lamont Wade also being an interesting like Wade over Cave. I think there was conversations about that. Like they liked the at bats that Lamont Wade kept getting mm-hmm. late in the season. It mm-hmm. brings a little bit of speed. Yeah, but Jay Cave also has stepped up in so many ways this season. Like let yeah. let not his contributions be forgotten in this. It's just yeah. It and how much do you go hot hand versus yeah consistency while it's been lower than this we just got more more to pull from and that, yeah. that has to count for something my, my i would love to see a i'm very hopeful that arise can be healthy and be on this squad because yeah. he's also been you know second half mvp of this team candidate yeah and i would love to see him there i guess scope on the bench you're gonna hit a couple bombs please now would be the time uh so that that's where and i think that idea that Mar- margo and Adrianza give you just so much depth, even though Adrianza was a disaster in those left field games. Like I, he's he can play first, second, short, and third. Yeah, I, and then I, Gonzalez I, gives your cover all, and that gives you. I'd love to see Gonzalez starting too. Yeah, the more I think about it too, I I don't think Adriana makes it on. I I think I'd rather take a fourteenth pitcher, right? Yeah, just because it's that's, like that's where it's at. We can move Arias around. No big the big question mark always. What, what's Arias going to do? Like, health-wise, where is he yeah. at? Yeah. If Arias can be back by game three, you might be okay. Like, we might not have to do anything in yeah. game two that I really need him. And it might be a that kid back half some, of the series. Some meaningful at-bats. You know, such great at-bats he's been taking all season yeah. long. That's I just would love to see him tone into the box against anybody. <laughs> that, but squatting down kind of look and just... Oh, and he knows it's a ball, He too. and Astadio are so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Just to, from like a pitch-to-pitch, pitch, like what they do with each one. For yeah. very different reasons. Oh, yeah. Astadio for swinging out of his <laughs> shoes. And uh, the <laughs> arise for... Just such good approaches. So I will say the one thing I got wrong on this year is I thought Ostadio was a shoe in for twenty five plus home runs, and then uh, I think he ended with like 
four? The 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 rapid. He, he started out super hot, right, and then kind of like dove, and but not with a ton of power. It was kind of strange. Like he was first like five weeks of the season. Like wasn't he like batting three hundred? Yeah. Yep. And then you know like <laughs> at some point in time somebody figured out like hey you don't have to throw this ball anywhere near the plate and this kid will swing. And now he's he still does it. Uh, and has some success. Like, his is the ultimate, like, I'm just going to put this ball in play and yeah. see what happens. Oh, yeah. Which I love. I hope he's playing on this team a lot more next year. Uh, but we can, again, episode two, post-postseason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or season two, post-postseason, we can get into all that because we've got sure. games to recap potentially this weekend. That's, that's very true. Okay, so as we kind of exit out here of, of, the, of episode one of season two here, what are kind of like the few things that you think have to happen in order for us to Yeah. Let's put it let's put it short term. Come back to Minnesota in a favorable position. Yeah. Not necessarily Great. be one one, two oh or oh two, but yeah. like what what has to happen these first two games? Uh you gotta like score I mean it's, well, it's simple. You gotta Digging into because we know we got to score runs and we know we need some pitching, yep. but it's where are we going to get those runs? Where are we going to get that pitching? Correct. Would love to see this team jump out to some early leads, and I, I or to be in these games in the fifth, sixth inning. Yeah. Like having some leads into the fifth and sixth will be huge. That will determine these games. Mm-hmm. I think those those two games in the Yankee Stadium and a lot of that. It, you'll be benefited if you can get a solid start from Barrios and whoever is cobbled together to do game two. Like if we are in the games in game two, in, or excuse me, in game, the fifth and sixth inning, I think that that is going to be where we need to be. Yeah. With a lead in the game or tied. Like let's go with the lead or tied into the fifth or sixth. Like we need, we need that. Yeah. We need that. I agree. I agree. I don't think we can go – because that's the other thing, too, of, like, even if you are and you battle back and it looks good, like, how are you taxing your bullpen in, you know, if we go into the seventh inning and it's 4-1, oh like, you might as well just throw out, like, a smelzer and be yeah. like, you know what, like, let's just, like, I know you're not supposed to do that historically, but, like, we got to be, like, smarter about this. I, I just am now sitting here, this is the second time during this episode that I've kind of gotten, like, the goosebumps, kind of like, holy mm-hmm. crap, we got plays playoff baseball i just had this this moment of thinking about an eighth inning close game we got the lead on the road and romo comes out to throw and i'll just be like every single one of those pitches is going to be excruciating to watch because you're like this guy's only throwing 89 miles an hour and he's up against aaron judge yeah like that all he has to do is hang one yeah (laughs) and it's and i'm i'm so for that it's going to be so fantastic Big ups for Romo for yeah. a great season. Yeah. So if we can get, if we can line it up this Friday and Saturday that Romo and Rogers are pitching in big moments, mm-hmm. in moments that when we have the lead. So yeah. key for us is having Duffy, May, Romo, and Rogers pitching with the lead. I like it. I like that. Yeah. I think. I think the magic number That's is. That's what we need to do. Magic number is nine for me. We need to have a combined total of nine runs scored in the two games. Okay. Like, we need to, like, if our offense, if the bats aren't working, yeah. and we come back, even 1 1 or 0 2, but the bats aren't going into game three here, like, there's so many times I've seen it where it's just like, you get that feeling. I, I was yeah. there, I was there yeah. game three in 2010, and I watched Mark Texera bomb one into the right field yep. uh, just gonna, like, plaza, and you're like, we don't have an answer. We don't have guys. So I yeah. think we got to have the bats going. Like I don't really care where they're coming from. Again, the runs and it matters a little bit where like the diff- like runs are different depending on where they come from. But I think nine's that number of it could be seven and two. Like don't get me wrong. It could be one game where it's like we just pile it on and then hopefully yeah. we don't give up eight in that game. Yeah. But yeah. if we can get to nine and then we can be pitching with leads with those guys going into the into the later innings, I, I think we're gonna be a good spot. I think we got to strap ourselves in for some for some. For some ugly games, yeah. just be prepared for it. Yeah. But know that we could be contributing to that ugly side of it in terms of we could be mashing guys around. Oh yeah. So that's if if we go down early, we got a chance to get back in any of those games for sure. We just gotta stay in those games, the mid in late innings. Like just give ourselves that shot, get us in that. And I, that's that's this is a team that I, I'm gonna, I'd love to take a shot with. Final thought: Who's the uh, closer in the ninth inning for the Twins? 
this right, like this this series. Who are they going to? It's Rogers. Rogers, right? Every okay. single time. Okay. Every single time. Just want to make sure we're not overthinking this and trying to like throw out like Gratterall or Romo and like <laughs> you know what? We like the righty righty matchup. No, no Rogers. No, I, like I said, Three guys. It's Duffy May, Romo, and Rogers. Yeah. Like those four need to pitch. Like great if Gratterall can throw, but I want that when we've got a five run lead and you're just like watch out. The Twins can also throw this guy at you. No, it's Rogers in the ninth. Back to back nights. Come on. Oh. Come on. <laughs> uh, so we'll have to take a look and see what we come back together maybe on a Sunday or something yeah. and see what's going on. I think after, yeah. I think on the off day there should be a good time of uh, right when my fantasy team is just getting their brains beat in <laughs> just enough and I need to take a break from that. We'll be able to check in and, uh, on the off day and kind of figure it out. But uh, I think that's it for, uh, for episode one, season two. We're back with playoff baseball. So uh, until next time, this has been the, uh, the, the Fly Over Territory podcast. <laughs> I do, 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 do.